if you're going to have an all-winners season, that has to be like double whatever All-Stars is. Oh, it'd have to be a million dollars. No, girl, no. Yeah. No. Why not? Why the hell would they? Welcome to Too Much. Our podcast about, well, whatever. From issues of the world to topics of lesser grandeur. We've got you covered with a little bit too much to say about everything. So, let's start the show. I mortgaged my parents' house. I spent all my dowry, and now I have nothing left. Michael. And I did not let that smooth taste fool me. Cody. Smooth taste fool me. I won. I really, really won. We all won, I guess. I knew she was going to win from day one, and her win is my win. Simone, that is. Simone Simonier. She was definitely front runner from the beginning, even though you hate her whole character. Oh, oh, oh. Always coming for me. Okay. Don't you don't like her character? You've said it on. <laughs> it's not a secret. You do a, a reviews every week. You don't like her character. I never said I don't like her character. I said it's a little one note, <laughs> and I was afraid that if she doesn't like give me something, evolve it a little bit, it might hurt her. But it worked in her favor. That is not what you said. You said why does she walk like that? Why is she doing the? And no, I said it's an exaggerated like. Supermodel mixed with the banji girl. It was it was becoming one note for me. And but was, if that if that's how her character walks, why would you walk differently in different situations? I was I was kind of annoyed with Utica's walk too. I was like, enough of this, looking like a freaking blow up car car salesman. Like I, <laughs> I was annoyed at. Do you at see it for that TikTok that or a few people have done it on TikTok where it's like. Uh, um, runway walks from season 13. I've seen and a few like of them. Utica and they're like doing interpretive <laughs> dance on the hallway. No one really does Simone's walk properly though. It's so iconic. Only Simone can do it. Because I see a few of them doing the Simone walk and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a li- You have to lift your leg a little higher than that. When she walks. Yeah, you think she gallops. She gallops and she leans with her back all the way and it's like a... I'm here. It's it's something special to look at. Real ladies and, walk pussy forward. And I know... Pussy first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently. Puss first. There you go. Puss first. Puss walk first. Into the room. Puss, Puss first. first. Exactly. Cat, 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 cat. It is something special. When you see it for the first few times, you're like, I know that girl. I know that girl she's portraying right now. And apparently you also hate that girl. I couldn't be around that girl too long. But that's the thing. It's drag. It's larger than life. She is a she is a caricature yeah. of somebody. But I'm really proud of her. She was an amazing competitor. The finale. Yeah, I was team Simone, but I wouldn't have been mad if Got Mick won. And I thought she really showed out on the finale. Minus the lips. <laughs> Minus the lip syncs. We know she can't lip sync. Yeah, Got Mick. People were in my YouTube comments like, Got Mick was a great lip syncer and blah, 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 Simone. Like, shut up. Because someone does a split, do you think that's a great lip sync? I'm like, no. They're like, you guys praise everyone else who does a split and a high kick, but when Got Mick does it, it's like, because she didn't do it right. I don't even think I've ever praised anyone for doing a split and a high kick. There's lots of times where we've seen girls just bounce their pussy off the stage for a song that didn't need anything like that. Yeah. It's just about delivering a performance 
that is right for the song. The Gottmik fans really thought she was serving Britney. I was like, I did not see it. Well, she might have been serving Britney, but I'm one of the people who does not think Britney Spears is a great dancer. People just like oh. celebrate white mediocrity. It's like, okay, because, oh my God. because I, Britney can do a little boom, boom, cat at the same time as her dancers, doesn't mean she has any rhythm. <laughs> All right, I'm here dying because I have thought this about Britney Spears for years. Yeah. I've never been a fan. People are like, well, you don't have to sing live when you perform like that. When you Beyonce perform does. Like what? Beyonce does. And Beyonce is giving you choreography. Beyonce can... Okay. I don't want to get into a Beyonce versus Britney thing because Beyonce wins every time. Do you remember the MTV Awards when uh, Beyonce did her like 14-minute medley of, of uh, the Beyonce album and then Britney Spears was the next performer? Yeah. yeah. Travesty. That yeah. was so... Somebody did her foul over at MTV. <laughs> oh, do you remember when the next year after that, Beyonce did the Lemonade and then Rihanna and Rihanna was being honored that same night. Yeah. And no one remembered well, that's, Rihanna's why they, that's why they had to give Rihanna three performances because it's like, how do you. How do you like compete with that? Exactly. Beyonce's a beast. And she sings live, doing all these things. That's what running up hills at 5 a.m. in the morning at a, as a 14 year old girl and singing while running does to you. Stamina. Some people call it child abuse, but <laughs> we'll watch the documentary in 20 years. Well, if it works, it works. Um, but got Mick on the finale. Got Mick on the finale. Well, Drag Race finale happened. It was not long, thankfully. It was like a regular hour. It's not a regular hour. You watch it on a streaming service that doesn't have commercials. In yeah. Canada, it's on a streaming service. Well, it airs on TV. On I the, watch on it the on a channel. streaming service, so I don't have to worry about commercials, thankfully. Exactly. Like, so it is a regular hour and a half show. But we for you people who have to go through commercials, like just pay for the streaming service. Like, come on. Yeah, but we also watch it. It goes on the streaming service the moment it ends airing on TV. That's fine. I'll wait an hour. I'll, I'll wait an hour and a half so I can watch it straight. Anyways, it started with a ball. Each of the girls came out with three looks. Beautiful. They had black and white first, and then they had red. Yep. And then it was finale. Finale. Best drag or whatever. Yeah, finale. Best drag. All right, so Gottmik did a Hellraiser-inspired black and white look. Candy Muse did a look that was Black Lives Matter-inspired. Like a floor-length gown. A floor-length gown. It was cut out with BLM, and the letters made interesting cuts on the dress. Simone, well, let me not say Simone yet. Uh, Rosé did a My Fair Lady-inspired black and white gown with an umbrella, I think. Yeah. And Simone came out in a beautiful afro with bandanas everywhere and a beautiful Marie Antoinette in spot like shaped gown. Uh, but it was more like coming to America with the with the bandanas for me. It was very giving you big old school glam, but at the same time it's very black. That doesn't make no. That reference makes no sense to me. Well, well but go I ahead. Look, tell me how how it explain it to me. How do you feel like it looked? It looked uh, the one. The things you said made sense, except for the coming to America part. You lost me there. Well, I could have easily seen this being the twenty two thousand and twenty one coming to America look. But they but, come to America wearing like African fashions. Well, let's say going to Africa, <laughs> coming to Africa, then like <laughs> from from the Bronx to Africa. Anyways, Simone won the category. Hands down, Simone's look was 
it was fitting for a finale. It was grand in every sense of the word. It was probably my second favorite look of the night. It's definitely in my top three, maybe my number one. Okay, and then the second category was red. Red. Um, Gottmik did this interestingly shaped jumpsuit. Yeah, it was like a Keith Haring inspired, yeah, jumpsuit with flared or like bowed legs. Yeah. Very constructed. Um, I s- looked closely and it was a lot of writing on it, like um, trans, trans matter, trans life matters, like it's things about AIDS. But someone commented under my YouTube video saying, oh, she was appropriating indigenous. Uh, yeah, indigenous drawings or, or patterns. I that I don't know for sure, so I can't even like. I saw that comment, and like the the bowed legs kind of made me think of like indigenous drawings. Mm-hmm. But, and I mean, maybe the actual print was kind of appropriated, but it's also she was borrowing from the artist Keith Haring. So, if he's saying it was appropriated, Keith was the one who appropriated it, and got Mick is copying his style. So just because you're copying someone who appropriates people, that means you're exempted? No, no, I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm not saying she went, that was her reference. Yeah. She wasn't, well, I don't think she was going for the other reference. Uh, I thought it was an okay look. I wasn't floored by it. I didn't, I I could have taken it or left it. And then Rosé wore kind of like she came out of some red swamp or something? Yeah, it was like a tree look. I didn't like it. It was a, a body, a cat suit. But because she wore a red devil look on the show and it was so freaking good, when she wore this red look and it was very similar in cut and like style, I'm like, this is trash mama. It wasn't that great. And her body was better when she did the red devil look on the show. Oh my God. Are you fat shaming Rose? (laughs) No, 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 no. Not her. Just like the body that she created. Yeah. When she wore the red look on the show, it was very hourglass. It had these big like thighs. Mm -hmm. This was very hippie. This was just like her regular drag body like yeah, not, and not corseted it felt a lot like rose was going through something the moment i saw her because you could tell she was i don't know fuller than she was on the show quarantine does it to you i'm a victim um she also said on the show that she sprained her ankle so i felt like she was just not into it she didn't cinch a lot she wasn't giving me a sensation that i was like gagging over I was like, meh. And then Candy Muse came out in uh, like a red cocktail dress, a red PVC cocktail dress with all these um, grommets in it. It was like a fine look, it, but I didn't know if it was like, you know, finale worthy. But I was like, you know what? It's an okay look. Like it's but, well put together. But I also think that the thing of it being, I mean, I hate that people call it a ball because it's not a ball. It's just three looks. But anyways, the thing of it being a ball is that their first two looks didn't necessarily have to be finale. Yeah. The third look was the finale. So I was like, I guess it kind of makes sense that girls are just coming out wearing stuff right, because that you'd see on the show. Because at the end of the day, it's literally just you doing whatever you feel like doing. Yeah, it was cute, but it wasn't jaw-dropping. And then Simone came out in something that was jaw-dropping nails 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 like not the nail you hit with a hammer but the one you put on your fingers if you're not wearing nails you're not doing drag period (laughs) she had the hair made by Gigi good um beautiful two ponytails two of them and the arm the hands were wrapped in hair you are right yeah there was hands in her head 
wrapped in hair, holding with, the holding the ponytails, holding the ponytails together with red nails on it, and the entire dress, even though the silhouette and the cut and design was similar to her hair look on the show, her black hair dress. Was but, that a hair? Yeah. No. Yeah, that black dress she wore on the show that was inspired by RuPaul's hairstyle. That was a black. It was made from hair, I believe. I don't think so. Well, maybe. Maybe I'm misremembering. But it was, yeah, whatever. It was that black runway she did. It was almost the. It was the same cut, just a slightly different dress. It was the same cut, just that this dress was made from red nails. She even walked the runway like very similarly. <laughs> did the same dance moves at the end of the I runway. I mean, she has one runway walk. <laughs> it is her signature. Uh, who are we missing? Everyone. And then it was the finale, Eleganza. The grand finale, Eleganza Extravaganza. Gottmik came out in my favorite outfit from the episode. Yeah, you know what? It was a very nice look. Like, it was constructed beautifully. It was a designer look. Like, she spent, like, money on that. Was it my absolute favorite personal taste? No, it was very costumey. It was very costumey, but I mean, it's not my personal taste. I would never wear it and I would never buy it for somebody, but I thought that was the best look from the episode. It was very well, gothic, how would you even very her. explain it? It had like rib cages on it, a heart. Yeah, it had like an open rib cage, like a rib cage almost ripped open, a heart in the middle. And it was kind of a like Victorian style dress, but done gothically. Yeah. Very that. And instead of a big Victorian poof hoop skirt, it was like a mermaid's tail. Yeah. Uh, so the it was, body was right. It was really good. Really good. There was nothing aesthetically wrong with it. And she did her signature white face for that look. Yeah. Uh, and then Candy Muse came out looking like a damn peacock. Oh, yeah. Candy Muse did this. Um, people said she was doing a, a piece from the 80s or something. I was like, okay, that's what it's inspired by. That's why I hate Maybe it was ugly back then in the 80s, too. It was. <laughs> it's always been ugly. I hate that fabric. I said it. The, I didn't love the hair. I didn't love the, the the peacock fascinator, and I didn't love the tool that she had on the dress. Yeah, Katia was on the pit stop saying that fabric is always going to look cheap. And it's always. true. Like, if you are going to use that kind of cheap 80s fabric, then you have to kind of go over the top cheap 80s look. Yeah, like, you make can't it a use thing. it like regular fabric. And just and she just it put ugly. it right across her chest and right across the bottom. I was like, girl. And she was wearing that little tiny little slick back wig. The hair like, didn't it was go long, with it. It was long, but the hairline was not her usual Candy Muse <laughs> hairline. Because that she's trying to fit the fascinator. And the fascinator just didn't make sense with the look. A lot of it just didn't go together for me. But that's Candy Muse. She tries. Love her. Rosé. Rosé came out in literally Victorian garb yeah she was giving this green look which i was like why green and it was a very light green yeah it was a green and white i don't know i thought it was a little bit masculine that's the thing rose is one of those um people on drag race where the face is very boy rose is a, is a good looking boy and has the jawline and all the features that you would think a good looking stereotypical boy would have yeah and as a drag queen sometimes her makeup by the way this whole episode was bad mm. her makeup with most uh, every look was bad her makeup 
And then you put her in this freaking big shouldered thing. She's not cinched enough. She just looks like a quarterback. And there was no there was no dress. It was just like boy shorts, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a miss for me. I was like, okay, you want to do your whole Scottish heritage thing. Great, but you should have given us something closer to what Got Mick gave us. Yeah, it wasn't good. I will not even spend too much time with Rosé's look. It was not it for me. Simone, on the other hand, gave a beautiful mashup of, you know, soft and ethereal Greek goddess with, like, a warrior. Yeah. It was the 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 outfit mm-hmm. was kind of, like, meh. Like, it was done well. It was beautiful. But it's something that we've seen a thousand times before. But I thought the look altogether was great. It was a good... Like, doing the, that wig with it. Right. The wig kind of set it off for me. Because mm-hmm. the outfit itself, I've seen this style of dress before. Half very feminine and flowy and half very hard and metallic. Yeah. It's not, like, new, not groundbreaking, you know? If she'd done a different wig, I would have been, like... That could easily be like Blair St. Clair or Nikki Doll <laughs> or any of yeah, those girls. But that Medusa wig really set it off. Um, so my favorite of the entire night was Simone's black and white look. Mm-hmm. And yours would be Got, Got Mick's finale look. Yep. All right. Um, what about the lip sync looks? Let's just talk about the... Let's not even... We'll briefly mention them. Uh, Simone... Not Simone. Oh, my goodness. What's her name? Candy Muse versus Rosé. They were the first two to lip sync. What did she wear? I don't remember. Candy Muse. You asked me to remember outfits I don't even remember. Candy Muse was in a regular little dress and then she tore it off and then it became a, a, a bodysuit, like a leotard with a bunch of colors. And she was wearing a leotard. And she revealed into a colorful leotard. Well, one leotard into the next. And it, the the reveal was perfectly fine. It had colors. It looked okay. It was like, what's the point? Her body was there. Why but, do a reveal if there's no... <laughs> nothing extravagantly different. And here's another outfit. Like, give me but, something. But that's like a gag, though, for some people. Like, I take off a pussycat wig and there's another pussycat wig. What? That is a gag. <laughs> But so I take off a leotard. Look, there's another leotard. No. Uh, and then Rosé was wearing the ugliest outfit. Okay, maybe not the ugliest. The, the second ugliest. The least well-tailored outfit of the night no, no, when no, no, she no. started the lip sync. Mm. Remember it, she was wearing like a um, a blazer with like thigh-high boots that were like right at the, like they met the blazer. You know, And I, neither the blazer or the thigh-high boots was tailored to her body. I could forgive that because I feel like Candy Muse's last look was less tailored. Uh, yeah, maybe. But anyways, anyways Rosé was hideous. It wasn't look. great with the blazer and the thigh high boots, and then she revealed into a blush rosé colored velour velvet velvet. Sorry, or velour velour. Um, what was it? A cat like suit. A cat suit. Yeah. It was so bad. With lace moments, but then just like cheap. Also, like, and then the, the, kind I of understand that, that your name is Rose, but please don't do a Tina Burner thing where you have to make all your outfits from head to toe. The I same mean, color. she didn't. It was only the the Meet the Queen she wore Rose, and then here she was wearing Rose. But, but it was, it was kind, not the kind a good of velvet look. of like children's Christmas dresses. It was really bad. The hair didn't make sense. Her makeup was bad, and then she looked just out of it. I didn't love the outfit at all. It did no favors to her body. 
Simone's, all of Simone's outfit. well, they only did two. Both of Simone's outfits were good. Right. The next lip sync was Simone versus Gottmik. Gottmik had on a coat. She took it off. She had on a cat suit underneath with a corset. Body was good. It was a fine look. It wasn't groundbreaking. Simone's outfit, however, with her was interesting. She had on the Grace the Jones suit. hair with a painter's outfit. She took that off and took off the hair and revealed into like Beyonce. <laughs> and I gagged. Circa 1999. Uh, yeah, yeah, very that. And the fin- final look, Candy came out in a white cat suit, which was not very impressive. It was like a light all. purple. I, and thought, we said, I, I sent, thought it was white. Remember I sent you the video of the designer on TikTok going through... Yeah, the steps of making and it. And all these comments were like, this is like all these comments saying it's terrible, da, da, da. and he was responding to some of the comments. I understand his excitement to be like, oh my god, I have one of my garments on TV and it's being worn by a top two you know, contestant of the show. Yeah. But it was such a bad outfit that I would have been like... Never talked about it. Yeah, I'd have been like, yeah, I got my check for it. No one needs to know I made that I check. mean, a lot of the things he said were that was what she wanted. Yeah. It's like, she brought them that fabric, so that's the fabric they use, which was shit fabric. It didn't stretch, which was terrible because they only she only gave them one fitting, so they only did what they could with the one fitting. And then if you don't have a stretchy fabric, it's not going to hug your body. And also the fabric was just so washed out. And apparently on top of the whole thing was this, like, um, stoned mesh. Right. But it just didn't glitter the way it should because the fabric underneath it was so light. I When I saw it on the main stage for the first time, my first thought was, why? I was like, it, okay, it's a cat suit. Um, she has on the black shades and the hair. And I'm like... I don't the hair get it. was different for her too. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get it. I'm like, is she trying to recreate a moment? Because the first thing came to my mind is the glasses, and I remember she had on the glasses in the sitting in the VIP meme that she had. But then I remembered it wasn't a cat suit she had on. She had on like a tube top and a skirt. But I'm like, why would you want to wear this? Why would you go out of your way to go pay someone to make this for you? I when I first saw her, I thought. She never thought she was going to make it to the second lip sync. Probably. So she didn't spend a lot of money on the she, second She was outfit. probably thinking, I ain't going to lip sync anyway, so let me just, like, have something just in case. Just in case. Yeah, exactly. It was giving that energy. Simone's hair, like, explosion thing. You didn't like it? I didn't love it. You know, It was I, just like, and because the stage is so dark and it's black hair, it's like... But there's, that's why they add the yellow It kind of disappeared, it. but it was just like this... Th- I would have liked it if her hair actually exploded. I feel Give like... me some pyrotechnics there. I want to see little little dread pieces all over the stage. <laughs> if it was like, that would have been cool. But when um... it was just like flipped open like a child's toy and then all of a sudden she had these like streamers on the sides of her head, I was like, okay. It's original. Yeah. But... I, I feel like they could have... They, Up the ante a little yeah, bit. Yeah, House of Avalon could have thought that through a little bit more. Maybe, maybe, but I did like the outfit. I thought it was really fun, and it was beautiful, and she won. Yeah, all great. What a, what a gag though that it was Candy and Simone. People online were yapping their gums about it for a week, so I kind of figured it must be happening because they were like, "I think this is gonna happen," and in my mind, I'm like, "You heifers probably have some spoiler and just like you're just running your mouth." With yeah, it. yeah, that I spoiler came out like that. far ahead. 
you bitches, and I'm saying this to you people who do this all the time, you go watch Reddit and you come back under people's comments running your gums. No one asked you. I don't even understand why you would want to know what happens on a show if you watch the show. Yeah. Like, I hate when I edit your videos, I hate when I don't get to watch the episode first. Because then usually once I've edited your video, I don't go back and watch the episode because it's just like... You know, I've seen already. so many bits and pieces that I don't need to go and like it just ruins going to watch it just to get the pieces in between. It's like, ugh, whatever. Yeah, but speaking of Drag Race and continuing with the theme of this entire episode of our podcast, I released a video yesterday for the Drag Race España. Oh, look, he pronounced it correctly. <laughs> so no one comes for me. Listen, I took Spanish. For most of my childhood. And it flew out the window. I don't use it often, so it's like... But eh. I feel like those, those things like that are just not even Spanish. It's just common sense. Like jalapeno. Who cares? Me and probably Spanish speakers. Girl. Uh, anyways, I released a, a video on YouTube. Go watch that. It's me reacting to the cast of Drag Race España. Um, most... Of the girls were really decent, don't you think? Their promo looks were kind of crunchy, but they what they actually do in drag Are pretty is good. better than the promo look. Yeah, someone said that in the comments. Um, it was like 10 girls? Yeah, 10 girls. 10 girls. Uh, I didn't get the theme. I know some people like you always annoyed with me when I talk about the theme. I feel like if you're going to do a promo look with an ensemble cast, it, there should be a theme. But weren't they all in like... Red or white-ish. Yeah, I think they're all in red or white or something. But then what does what's that signify? Wait, what I is don't that? Know. I don't think that's the colors of their flag. No, their flag is like yellow and green. Well, whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't need a promo look because it's like, give me what the queens want to give me. <laughs> Like, say they make the promo look pink, and this girl's like, I don't wear pink. I don't ever wear pink. What the hell's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Uh, who was your favorite? Do you remember any other girls? Who was your favorite? I only remember Sagittaria. Oh, Sagittaria? Because she's the Spanish Aquaria. She is the Spanish Aquaria. I love her. I think she's going she to do look, very well. She paints her face. Sorry, guys. Just a quick thing. I said yellow and green for the Spain flag is actually red and green. And Red and yellow. I just wanted to, to make sure that I corrected myself before people came for me. She is the Spanish Aquaria. She paints like Aquaria. I was thinking of Australia. She, um, there's green in the Australian flag? I think so. You just really want there to be green in everything. <laughs> the Australian flag is just like the No, British. no, 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 no. It's blue. No, God. No, the Australian, um, whenever they run in the Olympics, they wear yellow and green, I think. Just leave it alone. I don't know. Yellow You're thinking and green of Jamaica. Is, no. Yellow and green is in my mind. I don't know where that color combination came from. But Anywho, sorry. I'll say it for the third time. Third time's the charm. She paints like Aquaria. She dresses like Aquaria. I guess we'll have to see if she acts like Aquaria. Oh, I'm pretty sure she does. I'm pretty sure she's going to prance down the runway just like Aquaria does and do a spin. I mean, if there's a queen to copy, Aquaria is very polished. Oh, yeah. And looking at this girl's Instagram is working for her, too. She has money. Like, yeah. her outfits are freaking amazing. Yeah. It's interesting because we know nothing about... Well, the same as Australia or anything like that. 
we know nothing about the drag scene and now all these people are commenting like, oh, this person's from this area and it's this way and this person's from this area and it's that way. You know what? I, I will say that I do appreciate people coming and telling me about the different girls in the different cities and what they are known for because I'm not from these places and I wouldn't have known. I'm not from America either, so I don't really know for sure what girls do in different cities. I can only assume based on what I know from states and stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, however, most times when I'm watching, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't really care either. <laughs> Just bring whatever you want to bring to the table and yeah, compete with that. If, if you come from a city and the city's called Bam Bam, and in Bam Bam, everyone wears really old lady wigs and dusty outfits that's cool but when i see you on the show i'm just gonna give you my opinion if i think it's good or it's bad in my opinion if For that's sure. what you do at home it doesn't really matter to me and it won't sway my thought process in critiquing you exactly because there's a way to do old lady wigs yeah. like right and make it seem like intentful <laughs> yes. instead of just like i have a crusty wig on so I do appreciate the comments about it, though, because it makes me learn more about the culture. And I like that part. Well, yeah, I guess that's the point of the show, too, going worldwide. And then you saw somebody commented about like one of the queens being problematic. Oh, um, was it? I don't want to say a name. Davima? I think her name is Davima. I have a bad memory. And you guys just witnessed that like less than five minutes ago, me just saying stuff that is not true. I think her name is Davima. And apparently, from what I gathered from just a quick search, somebody called her out for maybe appropriating a black hairstyle. And then she attacked them and called them ugly. Which didn't feel like outwardly racist to me. It just seems like she's a bitch. And, like, somebody calls you out for maybe doing something insensitive, whether anyone thinks it was insensitive or, or not, it's rude to not hear them out. If they're def if they're coming to you to, you know, advocate for their culture, and you're like, fuck you, sit down, don't talk to me, and you're ugly. Yeah, Unless she was the... saying you're ugly because you're black, which we don't know. I don't know. Um, but either way, it's the incorrect response for Some, those situations i was reading somebody on reddit was saying how this almost seems to be like a new trope like the problematic queen of the of the season it's not a it's only a new trope because that's a society we live in now where people go and dig up what you've done in the past and they expect you to be accountable for it once you become famous that's true because there's probably been a problematic queen going all the way back to season one of course if you Sharon go back, needles. Sharon Needles, yes, but if you even go back further, when you think of season two and one and whatever, they say the T-R-A-N-N-Y word like it's, can I get some water, please? Yeah, for sure. But just, you know, well, we obviously saw it with Sherry Pie, mm -hmm. and then there was a couple girls on Australia, and now there might be a girl on Spain. I feel like there's going to be a girl on every single season. And there has been at least one girl on many seasons before. We just didn't... No one has come forward. Or back when it was airing, no one cared enough to say anything about it. Because white privilege is rampant. That. Very <laughs> that. And now a lot of people are becoming more conscious. I don't like to say woke, but they're becoming more conscious of their privilege and more conscious of 
how insensitive things that they have done and said were to other marginalized communities. And now they have to be repentful of these type of things they've done. Amen. We still have a premiere date for Drag Race España, but uh, they say it's coming very soon. We're assuming maybe the second week after Australia. I feel like they're going to air them at the same time. Once they give Australia some breathing room to like premiere, yeah. then they'll be like, okay, Spain's coming. It's going to be very much like season 13 on January 1st and UK season 2 on January 6th. Yeah, that was messed up. It's going to, it's going to be very that. Still no premiere date for All-Stars yet. Uh, All-Stars is probably going to come right after these two. Ho- I'm hoping it doesn't happen at the same time as Can Canada. Can you imagine... Oh, last year they started Canada two weeks, I think, before All Stars ended. Yeah, which felt like it took the steam out of All Stars. It did because we already knew that Shay was going to win. It so did. it was like, okay, we're focused on Canada they now. Cannot do that because people are becoming very uh, bored of All Stars because we know the girls, we know what to expect, we know they have money now. So it's like, uh, when you see a cast of All Stars girls based off of prior performances in the show and based off of their what we know of them today, what they're doing with their, themselves, you know the top three or even the winner. No, Yeah, nobody comes back and surprises and does, like, outstandingly better than they did on their first season. Facts. Other I mean, than maybe Trixie Mattel. And people expected her to win the minute she was uh, cast. Because she was such a superstar. Because she's a big person, and she wouldn't have won if Ben Delacreme hadn't have given it up. Uh, <laughs> but when I saw the cast for All-Stars 2, everyone said Alaska. All-Stars 3, everyone said Trixie. It came true. Thank you, Ben Delacreme. All-Stars 4... Everyone oh. said Trinity? Yeah, a lot of people were saying Trinity. A lot of people said Trinity and Manila would be like in the top. And they were right. Maybe... F- Manila didn't get kicked out. Manila would have won by herself. Uh, so yeah, once you see the cast, you know who's winning. But they cannot put a brand new season with fresh faces at the same time as All Stars because we are already, you know, like we we know what to anticipate. So if something else is going on, we're just gonna like yeah, I'll check into this when it's done. And I'll con- congratulate the winner, but I don't care. I think legitimately they did not think that Canada would be a success oh. because we're such a small country. Well, we're the second like largest a- country in the world by mass, not people. Yeah, <laughs> and Americans don't necessarily consume Canadian entertainment the way we consume American entertainment. So I don't think that they thought people were going to like care, be so into it. So they're just like, whatever. We'll start at the same time as All Stars because it started, I think. The day after Canada Day or on Canada Day? On Canada Day. So that's probably when they wanted to launch it in Canada. And so WoW was probably like, sure, whatever. No one's going <laughs> to... Hopefully people watch it on WoW It was literally plus, like but... two weeks in. Then they're like, holy shit. Everyone is into this. And then, then they started like... doing a pit stop. They started airing it on Logo in the yeah. States. Yeah. You can tell that the American executives thought we don't even want this on our platform. And Jimbo was trending on Twitter every week. Yeah. Ever since she started screaming the first episode. Jimbo, I'm not even getting into that because, yeah, Canada's Jag Race was a really huge success. And hopefully it's, they give it at least a week's breathing room or just a week, like, All-Stars ends this Friday and Canada's Jag Race starts next Thursday or something. Exactly. That would be nice. Jimbo's coming for All-Stars International Crown. Yes, I believe Jimbo was on All-Stars International. 
they're back now. They're back on the scene. Lemon was on it. But I'm saying that Jimbo's coming for the crown. Oh, yeah. Jimbo's definitely going to be in the top. Yeah. Jimbo is a fierce competitor. And when you have someone like RuPaul on the panel, not these people <laughs> like Br- Brooklyn and all them, love them, cute, hey girl, but they just didn't like Jimbo. And it was very evident. Yes. And, and besides that, I would say that Jimbo's biggest weakness was her face. And as much as you still don't love her makeup, her makeup's far better than what it was when she was on season one of Canada's Drag Race. So I think she's got it. She's got it in the bag. Definitely. And you know what? I think there's something so special about Jimbo because even though I personally didn't love her makeup and I read her for her makeup every week, every week I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's getting better. It's looking okay today. I don't like it. It's getting better again. But I still liked her as a competitor and I still thought she deserved a better placement on the show and better treatment. There were so many challenges. She should have won and they just didn't give it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a break or do you want to get right into the main topic let me take a break I need some water so you guys have been listening to the podcast thank you but if the too much podcast isn't enough there's a whole lot more content on Michael's YouTube yeah I post like every single week and I have literally too much going on over there hit that subscribe button hit that like button and please drop a comment and tell us what you thought or what you'd like to see Michael do next bye Oh, no. Back to the show. All right, so today we're going to talk about the cost of being on Drag Race, which has been a huge hot topic in the past few months or the past few years. But Vice put out this article where they actually interviewed some of the queens about how much they spent on Drag Race and if it was worth it. And then also shout out to Bussy Queen, who did a video after the Vice article came out, and he added like a bunch of other figures which I also watched and found really interesting. Even though Busty is like, sometimes he's so annoying. That whole contract video that he put out, I'm like, girl, this you're really trying to hype this up. Um, I watch Busty on and off and for just specific content. Like I'll watch to get something specific and then when he Busty starts running his mouth about something else, trying to get at the, the production company or RuPaul or whatever, I just start tuning out because... Not to, like, come at certain people, but he reminds me of those type of gays that love the show and would go freaking lost without the damn show, but all their life's purpose is to badmouth it but never miss a freaking episode. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut the hell up. It's a TV show. This contract is standard for, for probably the same Love and Hip Hop, Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, like... These are yeah. There's a difference TV between things. what's written into the contract and what they will actually enforce. enforce. Like the contract always tries to go further to product to protect, protect the production of the yeah. company. And if they wanted to go to court, they could bring up this contract as a thing. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, for the next twenty years or whatever, they can just tell you to come on TV. And certain. Things in the, It doesn't even matter if it's in a contract. Certain things are just not permittable by law. So you can have a contract that says anything you want, but the law in whatever state you're in might just not allow that. And that's a fact. Anyways, enough about Bussy. The point is, um, in, later, in recent seasons of Drag Race, it's clear that girls are spending thousands 
often tens of thousands of dollars on their wardrobe and outfitting. And it's not just for all-stars. We're talking about regular season, regular girls getting on the show I mean, for the first time. I mean, if you think about it, um, we listen to Bob and Monet's podcast, Sibling Rivalry. They have a, well, sibling watchery for season 13. They have a segment at the end where they say Evie Oddly's Drag Race because Evie put out a tweet like talking about how girls don't have any creativity anymore. All they do is get designer outfits. Yeah. And they kind of count how many designer outfits come on the main stage every single week. And it's a lot. It is because you used to, well, the thing is when drag was just local, these girls are like living paycheck to paycheck, like trying to pay their bills, living in small apartments. You just put together outfits from things that you get at the thrift store or the secondhand stores, and you're just trying to make fashion Recreate out of like stuff, just getting old yards women's of fabric. Clothing. Yeah, exactly. And now it just seems like girls are like, "Oh, hey, can you make me a leotard? I need this for this performance. I need that for." It. And it's just like buying clothing like the rest of us, which yeah. part of the art of drag used to be Making, putting together, yeah. putting yourself together. But nope, you don't need to do that anymore. Um, drag race has made it into this whole thing where it's like, they're no longer drag queens, they're entertainers. Mm-hmm. And they are like celebrities. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do their own makeup, their own hair, or put themselves in the garment. And that's what some of the girls' defense was. We, we heard, what was it, Honey Davenport? Yeah, Honey Davenport said, would Beyonce make her own outfit? Bitch, you are not Beyonce. No. <laughs> you are not Beyonce. And I remember in the interview, she this was an interview with some guy that was on Drag Race for the Makeover Challenge. I forget his name. Um, but anyways, he she was like, um, I don't even think I'm a drag queen. I'm an art. I'm a recording artist. And I do music videos and this and that. And I'm like, work. I appreciate your hustle. But you're a drag queen. You don't go out there and sing without your geesh. You don't go out there and make a music video without being in geesh. Because you know that without the drag persona, no one really cares. You're a drag queen who sings. Yeah. And that's, it seems like some of the girls, all they do is makeup now. And I was saying that to you the other day, like Alyssa Edwards, I don't think she even does her own makeup anymore. I mean, for a paid gig, they normally have hair and makeup people there. So it's like, yeah, you, you don't have to. I think maybe she does makeup for cameos. But if she's going out in the world, it's like a professional makeup artist doing it more most of the time. Yeah. She also has like a team of like two or three people who like travel with her. Yeah. Oh, when I watch her Dancing Queen documentary on Netflix... Or series, um, I wish it would come back. Uh, you can. Well, I saw her going around the world. She always had someone with her, an assistant. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. Sometimes three people. Exactly. Okay. One of the people that they interviewed for this Vice article was Evie Oddly, which was a good person to interview because people always say that she wears trash and she looks cheap. Right. Evie won the show, and Evie did not have a bunch of designer outfits walking the runway. Yeah, she said, she told Vice, it's all about who has the connections, who's spending the most money. And they also note that VH1 declined to comment on this article. And then what was the other part that I looked at Evie Oddly said? Oh yeah, so she spent $14,000 on her famously cheap, in quotations, wardrobe. And it's funny to me, because I would have never looked at her the wardrobe she brought on Drag Race and thought $14,000. Exactly. $2,000 of her own money out of her bank account, 
$5,000 from her creative partner, who, put, who they put it on their credit card, and $7,000 from the bar she worked at, as if they were, like, sponsoring her. Yeah. And she said, despite spending 14000 she knew from her first day on set that she was outspent by everyone on season 11. She said, season 11 was a big season of, like, well, no, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, like Brooklyn and stuff. Brooklyn was... Asia O'Hara. You're right. Yeah. She said, I could tell that even having spent more money than I ever had in my whole life, everyone no, else... era was season 10. Oh. <laughs> Who's the... Who was on... Anyways. Um, yeah, spending more money than I ever had in my whole life. Everybody else was clearly more expensive. She could tell she was the cheapest person there, and she said, so when they called her cheap, she understood why. <laughs> even though she had spent $14,000. I find, I find that so wild, to spend 14000 If... I'm not a drag queen by any means or anything, and I am, I find drag stuff to be pricey. I get it. I don't know how they afford all that makeup that they run through exactly. on a daily basis. But if I'm trying to go on a show and I've been a queen for a length of time, I'm assuming that I would have accumulated a bunch of stuff over the years that I can repurpose, spruce it up a bit to match a certain thing. Or just go to the thrift store and make a, make something. But if you, that's the thing. Some queens can't sew. So that holds them back. Because even as a person, like if I was to go drop off a pair of suit pants at a tailor just to get them hemmed, yeah. it's expensive. Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I, I guess it's because it's a lost art. So they is. charge for it. I remember going to a tailor once to get a pant taken in. And this is before I, I bought my, before I, I had a, sewing machine to use it was 70 dollars mm-hmm. and when the lady told me the price i was like for that like i might Are as well go kidding just, me? i might as well go shop for a pair of pants that fits better yeah bob said in the article he has to get his stuff custom made if he wants the gown to touch the floor if he wants the sleeves to touch his wrist and ben de la creme said my body shape is very unique in drag i have a huge rib cage and her waist in a corset is about three inch lower than the average female waist. So it's actually hard to buy things off the rack and have them fit her drag body. For sure. I get that to make it fit properly and to look polished, you need something custom as a drag queen because you're not, it's not your regular body. You're already, you're, you are already a man and most men are built thicker or, you know, wider and so you're corseting yourself, so then your rib cage expands and it's lifted up, your waist goes down, you're so putting you on can't hips sew, and all of that. If you can't sew, I guess you have to buy it. You have to get somebody else. to customize it. Yeah. Dela also said that um, sometimes she finds that people spend money on things that don't um, that don't matter. Like She's what? like, I don't need a small, delicate, hidden zipper. Like, I need <laughs> you to put a parka zipper on it because I will break the delicate zipper. So don't have designers pay you to, like, actually put in, like, fashion items like that. Yeah. Like, it has to be a drag outfit, which makes sense why a lot of the girls go to drag designers. Um, she also said it's better to have big plastic jewels. If you're putting little glass crystals on your outfit, it's not going to read the same way as a chunky plastic jewel would. True. So sometimes the girls, I guess, like when you think about like Evie Oddly, like spending $14,000 on her wardrobe and you're like, where? 
Maybe she just wasn't getting the right people to make the right things. You know I, I, I mean? would think so because the only outfit I was like, okay, that looked like it cost some money. Her lion outfit that she wore, right? For her the, the um whatever sign you are, she's a Leo. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really unique outfit, and there was a lot of metal on it. And her finale gown, I was like, okay, there's a headpiece, it's a big gown. And then the... Yeah, that was... Pro- maybe that... Maybe her finale was included in the 14th album. I, I think so. Plus um, that... Uh, not the finale, but close to the finale when she wore that velvet dress with the three tits and oh, stuff. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Like, that might have cost her like $2,000. But I still don't see 14000 So are you mm-hmm. telling me you brought none of your original drag that you've had for years? You repurposed none of that. You bought a whole new wardrobe to come to Drag Race. Probably. That's stupid. And some girls might just not have it. Unless you're a queen that's just starting out and you don't have a repertoire to pull from, you should be bringing something from what you've had already. But Evie also does weird shit. Bring so the weird she, shit. But it has to fit the category. Oh my and god. And that's another thing about the show. The categories have evolved so much. It used to just be like office eleganza, green, <laughs> a day at the beach. They're, well, and now it's like they, next level thing. They still do a day at the beach. UK season two did a day at the beach. I know, but you know what I mean. Now it's like beast and things that it's like you can't get a dress at Sears and wear it on the beast runway. And you know what you could do for a beast runway? You could go out and buy a bunch of teddy bears and cut them up and use it in a, in a way and put on a same gown over it. And then paint your face like a beast. Like, there's so many creative ways to work around a category. Oh, for sure. Let's get into some of the money that the, right. the other queens actually spent. I have spent. a list here of, like, money. And I'm, I'm just so... By the way, Diego Montoya, he's one of those designers that make a lot of the outfits for these girls. Yeah. He charges anywhere between two to $10,000 on one outfit. Could you imagine? I cannot. <laughs> you might as well be walking the Oscars red carpet if you're wearing a $10,000 outfit. Well, RuPaul says um, I've lost count of how many $10,000 gowns I own. Well, that's because he's overpaying Zaldi for that bullshit that he wears on Drag Race. I know. He needs a new designer with a fresh eye because a lot of times I'm reading RuPaul and I'm like, I don't want to read you because you should be the grand dumb, but you're just not serving what you're supposed to serve. Well, Bob the Drag Queen, the original Crunchy Queen. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go from like the earlier seasons. You have earlier people? Uh, Chanel. Chanel said, uh, I have about $25,000 worth of costumes. Yeah, and those are literally costumes. Yeah, but you know, she's all about elaborate drag. Yeah. So Chanel spent about $25,000 on her drag, and this was season one. Yeah, but and I th- but I think that is a girl who had it. Oh, but she's she, saying it's worth twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, but a lot it's of that over stuff time. she had over yeah. time. Um, Bob the drag queen spent around six thousand dollars, and that's including her finale outfits. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I was gonna say. She said she didn't spend a lot of money. She spent three thousand dollars, and then another three thousand dollars on two finale looks. She said. If she went back on Drag Race now, she'd probably be spending twenty to forty. 
period. And it's like, it begs the question, why spend so much money when the cash price is not even that much? But I guess you get a higher booking fee and you get booked for more stuff so you can make it back over time. And some girls think they need to spend wild money to stay week to week. I think there's some girls who know they are not funny or a performance queen. And they're like, I need a runway to save me. Probably more than once on this season. So yeah. I need to really turn it. You're right. A lot of queens, way. they cannot keep up with the person. Because I feel like if you have a good personality and you're a good queen, it should keep you long enough. Yeah. But, oh, for sure. Um, Kimchi says her budget for her season eight was uh, $1,500. But then again, I feel like she already, as I think in my head, she had drag from before that. And she just like, Spent 150, well, 1,500 to add stuff so she could go. Not I think like so. going to make a bunch of stuff. I think so. And her being a queen who's super creative and makes drag all the time, she probably already has so much fabric in her house and different right. things. Or like can pull apart costumes and make new costumes out of it. Period. Uh, same with Trinity the Tuck, season nine. She spent $3,000. Trinity is a pageant queen. She's done many pageants. So she's had drag for years and she didn't need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe for a show. Mm -hmm, And that's mm -hmm. what I think. Sasha Valor, $4,000 she spent. (laughs) Now, speak, that was like season nine. Let's go to season 10. Miss Cracker spent upwards of $50,000. That's in sanity miss cracker made it all the way to practically the end i know but i didn't think she looked and she never looked like she she spent ten thousand dollars on one outfit none of her outfits looked expensive enough to that's one thing it's like you are paying these designers to just like sometimes i feel like the girls are just like i need something for this and the designer's like okay i made this it cost this much money it feels like that like, don't just hand out money for something that you think isn't sickening. But that's the thing. Some of these girls don't have the creativity to be like, let me sketch it out. This is what I want from you. This is how I want you to make it and blah, blah, blah. Use these materials yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. that material because this one's cheaper. Yeah. They're just like, you come up with the concept. I'll just write you a check. Okay, wait. Going back to Sasha, she told Vice. What did she tell Vice? Da, 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 da. The most expensive item that she wore on Drag Race was the medieval tapestry inspired look. With a bloody horn. Oh, her unicorn outfit. Yes. That was a really good one. So she said she rented a costume from a costume shop in Queens and it cost $500. And at the time she remembers being like, is it worth it? She's like, if they eliminate me early, maybe I can return it. And I won't have it rented for that many days and I'll get it for like less exp- less expensive money. But she had never spent $500 on one costume before in her life. And she was runner-up that week. And that's smart. Because that's what I would do. I would go out and try to rent costumes instead of buying them. Because what am I going to do with this afterwards? Custom gowns. So the costumes you rent have to be like spandex. Oh, well, (laughs) you know. No, but I mean, there's only so much of that you can find that is going to work on your body, right? That's why these girls need to start getting more creative and stop just... Because a lot of them are just focusing on their makeup. And no one wants to learn how to make a, do a stitch. Because um, the new girls are the, the at-home queens. Yeah. What's her name? Cameron Michaels. She spent like $30,000. So 
Some of her outfits were elaborate. Yeah, she said she spent more than the down payment on her house. Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess Drag Race, uh, work. Work. <laughs> $30,000. Her drag was very costumey, so I can see it. You know who I, f- I feel really bad for? Who? Dusty Ray Bottom, who spent upwards of 20000 and she got sent home like in Lord two days. Lord have mercy. I saw none of the expensive shit she paid for. That's the thing is, so it's like if she's on one or two episodes, does her booking fee go up enough to justify paying off all that drag? By now, over the years, I think she would have made back the 20000 But for the first year she was on the show, I don't even think she made back 20000 after taxes. Well, that's the thing. Because she wasn't one of those girls that were they were working like crazy. I didn't see her on tours and doing the most, you know? Mm-hmm. Monique Hart, we know she said it on the show. I made more most of my drag here while in the workroom with fabric I brought from home or fabric that they gave me from the wall. She spent $1,500. Yeah, Monique, was, was, she was telling Vice in the article that she had a month to prepare for Drag Race. And Which is that, a lot of time. Most times a girl say three weeks or two weeks. I know, they're probably exaggerating. Um, but that made me think it's like, yeah, some of these girls might not be dead poor, but they don't necessarily have the money like in the savings account. Right. It's like, if you told me I'm on Drag Race in six months... Okay, I'm going to take some extra gigs. I'm going to like store some money, like cut back on this. But if you call me and I have a month, okay, I only have that money that's in my bank account. And sometimes you don't have time to make the outfits yourself. So that's why some of the girls go to these designers. So they, they're working on an outfit and then they have three designers working on three other outfits. Yeah. I don't know. I, when Before I got into Drag Race, like how I'm like invested in it right now. Mm-hmm. I used to just assume that, oh, drag community, you know, people have drag moms and sisters and whatnot. So if I'm on the show, I would expect, like Lala Ri, I would expect Lala to go to Tamisha and her other drag sisters and be like, girl, I got on the show and these are the categories they sent me in my email. What am I going to do? And everyone would just gather around and be like, I have this dress. Take these stones. Take these wigs with you. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that was the culture, but I guess it's not. It's not as family-oriented as I thought it was. But I also don't think that's the culture anymore. Anymore. Probably. Like, I don't, I don't think there's lots of queens who don't have houses or moms. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't have a bunch of girls that they're super close with to be like, can I borrow that costume? Can you help me make this? Like, like when Monet got on the heels? show, Bob gave her... Money like Bob told her to take time off from her gigs, and yeah. Bob paid her for the money that she lost. Right. Yeah. And I think Bob even helped her sew shit. Oh, I'm sure he probably did. So like, I'm sorry, sad for the girls who don't have that type of support because then it would be way less stressful. Aquaria also, we know that she spent five thousand dollars. Yeah, she says she can't really remember, but it was around five thousand dollars. And she was one of the sickness, like the sickeningest queens to ever do it. Yeah. She said that she was like hoping to get on the, the show. So she had been setting aside money, but it was only like $5,000 that she had saved up at the time. You know what I mean? She's like, I was li- living in New York. New York's super expensive. Um, but when she got the call, she decided to like put all of her money into it. And she remembers like, 
getting calls from designers being like, can we put more stones on it? And like having to make decisions like that, like, is there money to add anything to these outfits? Like as they're being designed. Right. And her being like, like having to make those tough decisions feels is like, I'm broke. Like this is everything. Right. I have. But $5,000, even then, I feel like $5,000 could do a lot of damage. Like, you can get a bunch of stuff for that. If she literally spent... Okay, my theory is... Because there's all this talk about how Aquaria was, like, the hot girl around town and, like, you know, in, in all these clubs and on the party scene. I think she had relationships with lots of designers and lots of people. So you think they gave her stuff to go on the show? I think if she's friends with a the designer, then it's easier for them to either cut her a discount or be like oh i already have this piece like borrow it and then give it back to me Mm -hmm. you see i would just because i design personally so i would just design something for these categories if i don't have it in my closet already and find the cheapest possible fabric to use that looks expensive and make sure the design makes it look elevated because i'm pretty sure i can make Think, like if you can think of what the grandest category they've had so far that would allow you to bring something from home for that not like a ball category where they're like make it here but let's say some big extravaganza outfit i can design a freaking big ass ball gown and not have it go over twelve hundred dollars to make it i mean we've all seen how beautiful trash bags can look if you do it right right so it's all about creativity at the end of the day and that is that's also the thing aquarius really creative Creative. and a lot of aquarius outfits were not a lot of fabric she was very naked that's true so it's less fabric you're they're just making a little um mexican wrestler outfit for her it's a panty and a bra yeah she probably spent two two hundred and fifty dollars on that outfit i mean she really knew if she spent actually five thousand dollars she really knew how to stretch it thinking about her outfits i feel like it's possible five thousand sounds like a normal amount of money to me yeah. That, like, makes sense. I spent $5,000 on draggers. Okay, cool. You had to have at least 20 looks. You probably bought maybe a few extra wigs, a few extra heels, whatever, whatever. Right. Uh, Na- um, What's her name? Naomi Smalls was also quoted in the article. Oh, what did Naomi say? It didn't say how much she spent. I can't remember where it was, but she basically said, my idea of investing in drag when I went on Drag Race was to go on Amazon and buy, like, 10 lace front wigs. <laughs> Well, I'm like, yeah, that wigs, that is a good investment, like buying a solid wig. Yeah. Buying 10 lace front wigs from Amazon, that runs her probably a couple hundred dollars. But then, of course, if you're a girl who can't even style her own wigs, then you're that's screwed. another cost, sending your wigs to get styled. I feel like you have, but then what are you then? What are you if you can't even style your own wig, you can't do your makeup, you can't hem a garment? What, do you just twirl? Yeah. Some girls, I guess. Oh my God. Honey Davenport's Davenport um, spent over $20,000. And she, we didn't get to see half of her looks. So waste. <laughs> a waste. Spending all this money on looks and you don't have a personality for TV. I'm not saying you don't have a personality, but I said personality for TV. Then, so don't do it, mama. That's what Monique said in the article. She said, when girls ask me to go on Drag Race, it, like if it's a good decision, it's like, if you want to be a drag superstar, sure. But if if you just want to keep doing the, your local gigs, drag brunch, this and that, there's no need to go on Drag Race. And do not go on if you're basic, mm-hmm. if you have no personality, if you can't do this or this or this. 
like only go on if you think you have all the elements to make it. Because if you just think that you're going to spend $20,000 and then and just deliver a <laughs> bunch of runways and actually win this thing, it's not going to happen. Look at and Kimura you're going to waste $20,000. Kimura Hall had, I watched her Instagram the entire season and she had some of the best looks. She would have given um, Simone and Gottmik a run for their money with her looks every week. She didn't make it. She was the first to go. Mm-hmm. If they didn't do this long ass drawn out version, she would have been gone one even episode quicker. Exactly. And I cannot imagine the amount of money that went into her outfits. Bob Mackie originals. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. So personality girls buy some of that. But the thing is, she already had those Bob Mackies. A lot of uh, some actually, I don't know. It seems like. She said she collaborated with a lot of designers, so I think everything was kind of new for the show. Yeah. But that girl had expensive drag before she even applied for the show. Yeah, she had money. Heidi in Closet, we know she didn't have a lot of beautiful gowns. She was making $9,000 annually working at a gas station when she was on the show. Heidi? Yeah. $9,000 Because you know minimum wage is like... $7 in the States. Yeah, each state is different. Sometimes it's like poverty. She said she had 33 since when she started filming the show just buying the suitcases to get there was stressful oh my god then how did she imagine how did she get four thousand dollars to spend on her drag i mean i guess probably her grandmama loaned her some money she had i don't know cleared out her bank account that's crazy but look at her now i don't know how you even save money in a bank account when you're only getting paid nine thousand dollars a year if I got $9,000 a year, I would just... I'd... Maybe she's living at home, eating other people's food. But you know what? So maybe... But she was doing gigs while working at the gas station, so she would get her tips here and there. Um, that's 4, amazing. That's an amazing dollars. story. I know Chi-Chi Devane was, like, bankrupt yeah. when she went on yeah, the show. Yeah, she said that to the judges. And that's when um, Michelle was like, you don't need much... Michelle, I would have just like, shut the fuck up, Michelle. Really? Shut up. You don't need money. Hmm. With your cheap-ass looking self. You don't need money, but yet when someone comes around the corner, like Acid Betty or Kim Chi, you're like, oh my God. Well, Kim Chi only spent $1,500. But Kim Chi, that's what she spent to get on the show. But Kim Chi had enough money to at least build some, and the creativity to make something. But that's what I, that's what I think the whole philosophy from wow and drag races yeah it's like yes these girls are spending 20 grand but nobody's telling them to spend 20 grand i agree you're spending 20 grand because you lack creativity agree and you lack the sewing skills so you're making up for it with that totally agree look at or well not in the current reigning anymore but miss jada hall she spent anywhere between five to fifteen thousand on her outfits, and I'm guessing that's more for the finale looks because most of what she brought on the show she already had in her repertoire. Yeah, and she, said she, she made... made every outfit except for one. Mm-hmm. Because she's been doing pageants for years, so she's been making garments for years. Yeah, she has a lot of good drag. You have to take yeah. If you have good drag, you take it and try to make it work for the category. Period. Even if you have to reconstruct it. Um, what's her name? Uh, Aja. She spent around $20,000 on her season. Ooh. Same thing with Trinity the Tuck. A little over 20000 And this was for All-Stars. Not for the original season. Cause it I seems think- like on All-Stars, the girls spend 20 
minimum. Yeah, they Monique spend, said she spent twenty. Right, because the looks are more elaborate, and people expect a lot from you. And the gag is, it's a shorter season. Shorter season, but I mean, you're, if you're an all stars, you're making that back in your bookings. Now, for the, most of the girls, uh, I always think back to Mayhem Miller <laughs> and a few of the girls on that season. Oh, Mayhem. And the girl with the crunchy teeth. Ooh, who's that? Who was wearing the red hat in the confessionals. I don't know who that is. The, the whole drama of the season. With Derek Berry and No, her? no, 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 no. On All Stars. Yeah, she was having drama with Derek Berry. Oh, yes, 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 she was, yeah. Um, I was thinking the drama with Shay and uh, Alexis Mateo. I forget her name, but she's the one who was lifted up by Mimi. Fair, something fair. Uh, oh, India Farah. India Farah, yes. I don't know why she's a white person named India, but that's <laughs> uh, that. Not getting into it. But the most expensive um, queen to, to go on the, the show. To the shock of no one. To the shock of no one. Because every single outfit she wore, literally from the promo to the finale, nothing in between was made by her hand. Everything was made, or nothing was made by like a regular old Joe. Everything was made by a big named drag designer or an actual couture designer. And this queen spent upwards of $60,000 for season 13 and she did not even win the show. Are you going to say her name? Got Mick? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going on this whole rant. You still haven't said who the name is. I'm building up dramatic, you know. Oh, it was dramatic as hell. How much do you think she spent on that little black dress runway? I, she probably spent, I don't know, 300 And tell me, I should go look at her Instagram and see if she made that herself. That little black dress, it probably was a doll's dress. No, she did not make that. Let's see. I'll probably have to go far back. You can keep talking. I don't think Got Mick um, spent any of her own sweat and tears into making a garment and some of her wigs she got from Gigi Good and other people so I don't know if she styles wigs. Marco Marco made the little black dress how pathetic is that that is pathetic because it's a little black dress literally she could have cut that out and made it herself and you had to go to Marco Marco for it Marco Marco was probably like yeah come pick it up in two hours and give and bring a thousand dollars with you it's a freaking doll's dress. And bring a thousand dollars with you because there, he said he's a big name designer. He's not gonna do this for one fifty. He's like buy buy me two That's yards insane of fabric. Saying that she <laughs> she could have went to the strip mall and went into the tailor and got the little Asian lady working there to make this dress for her. Or she could have just bought a Barbie doll and take the dress off and staple it to her front. That is just so sad. It, it is, but. Guess she made it to the finale, and she's going to be booked for everything under the sun for the next year. She's going to be making money. Do you think that it's fair, that it's a fair playing field, that these girls, you know, like have to, they feel like they have to spend so much on Drag Race now? I don't think it's a matter of fair or not. As we you said earlier, it's your prerogative if you want to spend that money. If you don't have the personality to keep you on TV... I bet you Silky Nutmeg Ganache didn't spend fifty, even $1,500 on her drag. <laughs> Maybe she spent some money because, you know, she's a bigger girl, so a lot of fabric to cover her. But, you know, she's not going out to spend $20,000 for her drag. I doubt that Silky spent that money. But Silky had personality. Love her or hate her, she had the personality to keep her on the show. 
So that's all you need. Personality to keep you on the reality show. But what other show requires so much from you? None really. Exactly. But that's the thing. When the show was invented, they didn't expect you to go and buy new drag. I know, but now that it's evolved to a certain point, that's what they said. In the early seasons, you're literally walking in off the street in a, a cocktail dress from wherever, Lane Bryant. And I, you know what? I feel like you can still... But now that's unacceptable. No. You can have a cocktail dress and elevate it. But that's what I mean. You have to elevate it. You just need to be creative. So if you don't have the creativity, the charisma, then or the talent, <laughs> then go buy it. I And come on the competition with solely nerve. I was having this conversation with you the other day that I think it would be interesting if each of the girls were given money. And they <laughs> were limited to that money. Although the thing is the girls could still lie. But it would be interesting if they were all given a stipend. <laughs> and they had to work within that budget. What because is there is no other show where you have to come with someone. They have to bring wigs. They have to bring makeup. They have to bring shoes. They have to bring all Actually, of these things that cost money as I was, in uh, order to compete. Bob said that when you when you go there, there's a lot of makeup. You don't even need to use your own. Like Anastasia Beverly Hills, they have makeup. Stasia. Whatever she wants to be called. You always think of Anakwe. <laughs> Uh, they always have makeup there for the girls to use and when they say the winner gets a sickening supply not just the winner everyone on the show gets a sickening supply of makeup to go home that serves them for like a year and that's saying a lot for drag queens because they put on like a pound a day but still it would be interesting I know that now um, like the girls are winning money all the time like maxi challenge $5,000 sometimes even mini challenge they're like here's $2,000 it's like that kind of offsets it but then if you're not winning you're not getting access to that. Like Heidi said, I think she won like $9,000 on her season or something like that. Mm. So that helped her out with what she spent to make it to the show. And the girls do get paid, I think, $500 an episode just as like to be a contestant as part of the production. Right. But imagine if they were getting paid two, three, four thousand $4,000 an episode. Then the one the 100000 cash prize wouldn't be enough then. Because there well, needs to be a gap between... What you're able to make without winning versus what the winner makes. A lot, yeah, that's true. But a lot of people also talk about how the grand prize at this point should probably get boosted up. No, no. If you're not going to... If you're, say, got Mick spent $60,000 on Drag Race. Nobody told that bitch to go spend that. But I'm just saying, (laughs) she spent $60,000 getting ready for Drag Race. So she walks away with, what, $6,000 after taxes after winning $100,000? If you require, like, a competition that requires you to come in with things, I think they could make it 250 No. Maybe for and All-Stars, but it's not like for one them. Of, it's one of the hottest reality shows right now. They're, I don't think they needed more than 100000 for a regular season. These girls who want to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to go on a show, they understand that the cash prize is nothing. Because what comes after, the work you get after, that's where the money is. So that's good on them if they want to spend that money. But I don't think the show should give them money for outfits. I don't think the show should raise the cash prize yet. But for all-stars, there should be a difference. I don't feel like I, me as an all-star, I should be getting the same amount of money as a regular season girl. And That's if, very true. if they're going to have an all-winners season, that has to be like double whatever all-stars is. Oh, it'd have to be a million dollars. 
No, girl, no. Yeah. No. Why not? Why the hell would they? Why? Because these girls are making millions of dollars. Yeah. So why are they going to come back to some little show it's all for $250,000? How about exposure? Most times they're going to show it's they're not... all They're all winners making millions. They got the exposure. It's all about being on TV again. They're on TV. Who? Bob's on an Emmy-nominated show. That's nice. So he doesn't have to come back if he doesn't want to. But that's what there I'm... are plenty of winners who are not on TV. No, but that's what I'm saying. If you if a lot of the winners are out here dipping it and doing it, they don't need to come back. And that's part of the reason why a lot of the girls wouldn't. It's like why the exposure isn't appealing. All of the Drag Race fans know my name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like making a million. Okay, now I'm interested. Now there's something in it for me. But you're thinking about just the girls that have won from season six onwards. And yeah, I know what you mean. Like those, those earlier girls. but Because when you think of anyone from season five down to one, they would jump at the opportunity to come back for 100,000, let alone 250 or even 500. For all winter season, I'd give them $500,000, but not a million. And even 500,000, I'm like, that's a lot. I would not give them more than what the American Big Brother gives their winner. And that's 500000 That's the cap. Well, 500000 that's trash. Survivor, you win like two and a half million. Say what now? Yeah. Why am I not on Survivor? Because you wouldn't All right. survive. Cut the tape. We're going to go shoot a... <laughs> We're going to shoot a that's video. small child. We're going to shoot a video for me to go audition for the Survivor. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Share this with your friends if you think they might be interested in Drag Race Talk or just me as a person. I'm also here. Yeah, Cody's here too. That's nice. Also, go over to my Patreon, subscribe. Plenty of content there. You will have a ball. Bye.